if you think it's going to be harder to release weight now in perimenopause than it was in your 20s or 30s, or you think you're going to have to do endless workouts or major calorie restriction or miss out on your life, or that you just need to accept it, then you are stuck in all of the myths of perimenopause. I get it. In my late 30s, amidst daily hour-long workouts and calorie restriction, it felt like I gained 15 pounds like overnight. It felt like my body was just completely speaking another language and working against it. What was also infuriating was waking up every night at 2 a.m. in a sweat, unable to fall back asleep, afternoon brain fog, crazy cravings, and why was everyone starting to annoy me? I honestly thought, especially after going to see my healthcare practitioner, that I guess it was just supposed to get harder because I'm getting older and heading towards menopause. Well, that is not the truth, but sisters, I have the truth for you. All you need to be successful in weight release during perimenopause and menopause is to first understand how this major hormonal shift impacts your metabolism, secondly, eliminate the inflammation that is causing most of your symptoms, optimize your hormones, and finally just commit to a few habits that actually work with your hormones. It's easier than you think, and I can guide you step-by-step right through it. I have something very exciting to share with you, which is what helped me change everything. When I understood these steps, the scale moved, my sleep improved, my energy improved, and wow, everyone didn't annoy me anymore. If you are wanting to change, especially knowing that September is around the corner and that we are moving into a time of year where we have routine again and we want to make those changes, if you're sick of being in a body that is not going very well for you and holding you back and that you're consumed with even more than just 10% a day, I want to make sure that you're coming back to the podcast next week because I have a very exciting announcement for you. So make sure you're here, make sure you're checking out my stories on Instagram, that you're opening my emails, and let's dive into this one, because I got more for you. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria, I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sisters, welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm your host and guide, Bria Gad. I am 
really excited to share something extra special with you guys today. I had sent out some huge request favors to a couple of the women I've had a chance to work with to come on and share a bit about this journey and what it means to be going through perimenopause, what it means to be healing. And I have a really special guest on who, guess what, said yes. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm excited to introduce you to her. But first, I just want to say One of the things that helped me so much when I was struggling was seeing what was possible in other people and identifying, you know, myself in their story. So I'm really, I'm grateful to have Kellyanne on here to share some of her story. I hope that it gives you light and inspiration and, um, and just awareness of what is possible and that you're not alone. So I am so excited to have one of my very favorite clients on, Kellyanne. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So let's, I know you know me, I'm going to try to get right into it. I can be long-winded, but um, (laughs) you know, we worked together um, in a one-on-one capacity and um, I really enjoyed our time together, but let's start and kind of lay the groundwork. Let's talk a little bit about you, about your life, you know, you know, what your commitments and stress level and age are, if you're open to it. Okay, sure. Yeah. So I just turned 46 last month. Um, and I felt, yeah. So my, my lifestyle I'm married with a couple of pups. I have, I'm an, I'm a RN practicing as a health coach now. So I really did feel like I had a lot of education and and sort of the tools that I needed, but this uh, perimenopause perimenopause phase just really um, surprised me, hit me, hit me out of the blue. Um, so yeah, that's my lifestyle is you know kind of basic. I'm not traveling all the time. I'm just regular Monday through Friday. Um, so not doing a lot of extra things that would really wear me out, but uh, yeah, just all of a sudden started to really wear me down. It's almost like, I mean, obviously it's shocking for anyone to start to go through these hormonal shifts, but it's Mm -hmm. a really funny thing when you're in the wellness industry, like as an RN and now also a health coach, like, you know, I was Mm -hmm. the same as a a personal trainer and nutrition coach. It's like, you think you have it figured and mm-hmm. then it's like the world's like, nah, your body's like, you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I've always hated the word getting, you know, the phrase of, oh, I'm getting old or that ageism that is really pervasive in, in especially our American culture. So I was always determined to catapult it, get away from it somehow. But mm-hmm. it's fascinating that the body does change and you have to figure out a change with it. It's not getting old, but you do have to start changing how you behave day in and day out. And I love the phrase you often use that I hear you use all the time on your podcast is youth is more forgiving. So that is, you know, and I feel like that's what happens if you don't, not that we have, not that anyone has it all figured out in our twenties and Mm thirties, but the, the more better, the better the foundation is, I think the less it hits you like a like a train wreck. <laughs> you know, I totally agree with you. And I think it's a nicer perspective instead of being like, oh, I'm just getting old. It's like, oh, well, maybe I just don't have the gift of youth on my side. Like really mm. the things that we work on and we need and the strategies we need to heal in perimenopause, really we should always have been doing. It's just that mm. yeah, youth is forgiving. So it kind of yeah. just lets us pretend we're invincible and, you know, bob and yeah. weave around the things and shove a bunch of stuff under the rug. So <laughs> Lucky to us. 
Doing um, a lot okay. more housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now we're like, oh, now I really have to stop being a hoarder of bad habits, you know, and actually <laughs> totally. throw things out. Look right. at my junk. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can feel like unpacking, right? Like I'm unpacking my life or I'm unpacking these habits. Um, so how, when we met, how had you been Mm -hmm. feeling in your body when we first started to connect? Like what was Mm -hmm. keeping you stuck or awake at night? Right. So yeah, I I think I'd been listening to your podcast, um, a good three months because I did the typical Google, uh, all the things before, you know, when things started to get really rough. Um, and so I, I looked up, up, you know, which for podcasts on, on the Apple podcast, found your podcast. So I was listening to it for a few months. Mm-hmm. And again, felt like um, I, I just your big message was always like, you know, if you're doing all the things and it's still not working, you know, and you're thinking about your body a lot, and the mindset is, you know, the mindset might be the piece. And for me, that's what it felt like. I felt like I knew the tools, but there was another mm-hmm. piece. Um, I was really, really exhausted. To the point that I was ready for bed on a Friday night at eight thirty. Yes, I love sleep. Yes, a good night sleep is wonderful once in a while, but I can't function. And um, it, I was just feeling weight weight wasn't coming off. Um, I was working out. I was doing eating right, and I still just felt like I have no energy. I think that was my biggest feeling: was just lack of energy. Um, mm-hmm. Really, feel anymore? Not wanting to make plans because I never knew how my body was going to feel. So, mm-hmm. and and the feeling of probably just like who who is this person in this body like i've known how to we've been together for a while i know how to how to operate and uh all of a sudden i, I don't know don't know the answers right now yeah and you know i yeah i feel that so well it's like when you don't have the energy to you know to do anything like it really starts to feel sad in life right cuz you're like is, right. you know not only do you feel lost and not like yourself but you know life is is meant to be lived. You're meant to thrive right. in it. You're meant to experience things. That's where our new energy comes from. So right. I don't know if that's how you felt, but definitely for me as well, like that lack of energy was a real, not only do I not feel like doing the things I need to do to feel better, but like, I don't even mm-hmm. feel like going out and spending time with people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm in Maine, so the winters are, are quiet and low and it's, it's an acceptable time to be in the winter time mm-hmm. to just reel it in. But the spring was mm-hmm. coming and I was like, I can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to mm-hmm. function in this world in the next few months. So I think that's yeah. what really led me to reach out and get some help. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. Um, what, before you, we do, did reach out, what had you actually tried? Like, especially being someone mm-hmm. that, you know, has a good knowledge base in wellness, what had you tried before we connected to actually help you feel better? Mm-hmm. Well, pretty, pretty diligent as far as eating, eating the foods. And I, I eat really well. I made sure I, I, as months were going on, I wasn't I was feeling better. I just kept doubling down on nutrition. So I was really upping my protein with each meal, making sure I had you know, roughly 30 grams with each meal. I was making mm-hmm. sure I had more and more fruits and veggies, um, you know, adding adding in as many veggies as I could with each meal. Um, and it was mm-hmm. feeling good. I was starting to stabilize my blood sugar that that was helping, but, um, it wasn't the magic key for, by any means. And, um, mm-hmm. and I was working out with a personal trainer twice a week, building a lot of muscle, mm-hmm. which also felt good. Um, 
but I wasn't losing any, any fat. It was, so I was just not really liking the way I was looking. It was, I liked the mm-hmm. muscle, but, and, and, you know, that is a proven appro- approach, you know, recomposition is more, build more fat. I mean, excuse me, build more muscle, the fat decreases. So that's what my personal trainer knew, but it wasn't working anymore. And then um, as, as months went on, I was actually starting to feel really, uh, tired, even doing that. I was like, um, mm-hmm. just feeling really drained going to the appointments and my body would be drained longer after that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I knew about sleep. I knew it was probably important to dial that in, but I wasn't paying attention to it nearly as much mm-hmm. as I, as I thought I was, or as I realized yeah. that I was focused on. That's thanks for sharing that. You know, like I think it's so what seems so confusing for so many of us, and it certainly was for me. And I know for a lot of my clients, it's like, you know, we know that nutrition is important. We know that movement's important. And yet we can be doing all of those things and like not get results or go backwards or feel robbed of energy, just like you were. And I think that's such a frustrating piece because then you're expending this energy to, to do, you know, quote unquote, do the right things and then not actually get the results. And you kind of enter mm-hmm. that burnout phase don't you? where you're like, well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. And it can feel very frustrating because the, the, the biggest model you hear of calories in is cal- calories out. And, and while I've never really subscribed to that, it was also like, okay, what is the answer? It, it felt like, where do I find it? Cause it's not, mm-hmm. it's not mainstream. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. I love that. So, okay. So I, I know all this about you, of course. And mm-hmm. like, I think that was one of the most, you know, incredible pieces for me, you know, working, getting to work alongside with you is like seeing how quality your nutrition was mm-hmm. right off the bat and still understanding how crummy you were feeling. Was there anything that I suggested that surprised you or felt like it works to get worked against the vice, the advice that you were hearing or anything that kind of scared mm. you? <laughs> um, well, again, I think because I listened to you for so long, I knew what I was getting into, which led me to reach out to you because your message felt like it resonated. I was like, yeah, I am doing all the quote unquote things, exercising, mm-hmm. eating well, calories in, calories out, not working. So I, I don't know if I would say... Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna. It, it, let's see. It felt you told me, you know, you got to relax. You got to stop working out, take a break from it. And although I, I feel like I knew that in my body, like yes, that's probably true. It was still super hard to break mm-hmm. those chains. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It took me a few days to even reach out to my personal trainer, and I thought, you know, she'd be mad. <laughs> she'd be mad at me. <laughs> which is a terrible thing we do to ourselves. And of course she was not. She's mm-hmm. like, I think, you know, whatever your body needs, it, you should listen to. Um, a good trainer. And you're right. <laughs> she is. Yeah. She's, she's good with intuition herself. Um, so when I, when I, you know, finally like drew the line in the sand and decided not to go see her, I realized I felt a lot of relief in my body that I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much pressure I was putting on myself to to prepare for these appointments, to go to bed at time, you know, to pack the bag and drive to the appointments, plan the shower, get to work. And all that, all that pressure that, you know, we plan at, because women are such planners. I think a lot of that, even more so than the working out was, was putting stress on my body Mm -hmm. Um, and just, and just carrying the load of um, taking care of the house and my body and planning food. All of those extra steps, I think was really, what 
working with you gave me permission to release. And I didn't realize how heavy it was. Um, Mm -hmm. And then tuning into myself to say, all right, what can I accomplish? Yes, yes, I meant to do this, but what can I actually accomplish today? Uh, Giving myself permission to relax on the the mat for 30 minutes instead of being like, okay, next stop, grocery store, next stop, make dinner, you know? And and it was Mm -hmm. was like, okay, 30 minutes to scroll on my phone in the parking lot because I don't have the energy to get into the grocery store versus going home, relaxing for an hour, seeing my dogs chilling out like that mm-hmm. restored me and we think tv or screen time restores us and it really doesn't so i think i think permission to just lean into balance and lean into that relaxation mm-hmm. is really what the the biggest message from you that was different that my body heard mm-hmm. i love that and you know you said something there that i hear like has just become so glaringly obvious to me with all the women I get to work with. And even in myself, we think we already know something in our gut Mm. and yet we don't follow that thing. It's like Mm. our mind kind of decides not to. So for you, it was like, I thought maybe my workouts were too much for me, or I thought maybe I'd be better taking a bit of a rest. And yet we don't do those things. And I Mm -hmm. like, I will tell you almost every time I work with a woman, they know like they know what they need to do. They we do. We just we've really been taught not to trust ourselves. Yeah. Tell me yeah. if you agree or not with that. Yeah, I agree. And I think because it was felt everything felt so hard, I thought if I took that off my plate, then I'd never get back to the gym. That there were, there would be no way to actually exercise my body. Um, so I think I part of me was just was almost you know bearing down because it felt things felt a little out of control. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I can go back whenever I want. There's no one's going to yeah. say, Oh, you're, you're done. You're not allowed to come to the gym anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just silly what we, <laughs> we put on ourselves. Yeah, it really is. And you know, we were talking before we started the podcast of it, just like ultimately any change, whether it's like body composition change through workouts or whether it's nutritional changes or whether it's a change at work, like it all requires energy. And I think like the real underlying highlighted point that, you know, I hope everyone starts to peel back and understand about perimenopause is that just like puberty, just like pregnancy, just like Mm -hmm. postpartum, that hormonal shifting is really, it means our energy supply and demand is like really low. Like our demand is Mm -hmm. higher, our supply is lower, and we really need to choose when to surrender and really listen to our body and when to push. And now is right. just not a time to push. <laughs> it's just not. So true. Right. And, and I think another thing we talked about the first time we started working together was that almost like an energy elimination diet, because mm-hmm. it, peeling back all those layers, we get to hear what's really underneath. And, you know, as, as a health coach and having similar language to use with each other, you know, taking out gluten and dairy and all that stuff is what yeah. we do when we want to see what's going on with our body. Um, so taking all those extra things off our plate, we can, we can actually hear instead of just being in our mind, just, just running on the train, just going crazy instead of being like, yeah, what do I actually feel, what do I actually need? Yeah. So, yeah. What's yeah. Like we so often really override the needs of our body with like the ego of our mind, mm-hmm. which I think can be hard. Um, one of the things that I found so incredible with you is just this understanding of 
you know, because you were the foods you were eating were, you know, pretty well aligned with an elimination, you know, diet or and mm. I, I'll call it like an eliminate inflammation diet. Cause that's really mm. what we're trying to do. If we want them to give the body back more energy, we need to make sure there's no hole in the bottom of the bucket. Right. And one of those right. ways is by making sure that the foods we're eating aren't creating more inflammation. But for mm. you, I think one of the things we realized as well is like to give your body a break, that real drive toward consistent nutrition in your day, like when you ate and what you ate, mm. that, you know, was that something that you found helpful? The consistency of nutrition? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I did pretty well throughout the week because you get to plan your meals to leave the house and go to work, that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, I think on the weekends, I definitely went, the pendulum went the other way in order to gain back some control in my weekend. It would be a little less mm-hmm. diligent. And, um, I've learned, you know, our, our body doesn't care what day it is. Our body doesn't care that <laughs> yeah. it's the weekend. It still, it still wants to eat and be fed and be rested. So, you yeah. know, much like a little little baby, you know, you, you can't just say, "Hey, I'm at the beach today. I'm not going to feed you." You know, so yeah. um, in it, and it's like, yeah, we spend five out of seven days taking care of it, and then it's not doesn't understand when it doesn't get taken care of for a couple of days. And then the the learning again through you is like, then that there's a long recovery because mm-hmm. youth is less forgiving. We don't jump back mm-hmm. into it Monday and our body feels great. You, you feel it for a couple of days. So yeah. learning to not skip meals, learning to take care of my body on the weekends. Um, it just, it, yeah, that was a big decision. That was a big change in, in how I take, took care of my body. Oh, that's amazing. I love what you said there when you, when you kind of connected that to like babies or children and everything, because we do, right? Our children, our pets, we <laughs> feed at the same time. We right. walk at the same time, you know, like we put them so to true. bed, like, and then they thrive. But mm-hmm. then we wonder, we don't do those same things for ourselves. And we start to wonder why not. And it really comes down to these like basic fundamental health foundations. Right. And yep. yeah, I'm always amazed, like when I kind of get out of my human brain and I look at all the animals in the world like right. they're very consistent about their forehead, like when they sleep and how much sleep they get, when they yep. eat and how much they need to eat, yep. you know, how much they need to move in a day. And, and of course, like pleasure and fulfillment, like they play, right. they enjoy, you know, it's like, this is what we need. This is like kindergarten, you know, fundamentals for us. And yet we really don't know how to do them, do we? Or we forget. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Cause you're right. You know, most of us, bend over backwards to make sure our, our pets or our kids are taken care of at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as soon as they share their needs with us, we want to help them. But yeah, my own, I'm like, I'll just push that to the back burner. It'll be fine. And yeah. I, I think this is a period of time where your body's like, it's not fine. It's not okay. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over this. Thank you very much. I'm over being last yeah. on the, on the list. Thank yeah, you. So, so true. Yep. I yep. love that. Yeah. And I think the, the other piece I'm always aware of is like, just because of the lack of energy, we're just in the lack of specifically progesterone at this time, we're mm. really, we're like actually less tolerant to things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's like a really right. perfect time to change because you kind of like, you're just so annoyed right now. You have to right. do something. You can't pretend otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's almost a benefit that you have to be out in the world because I'm like, I can't, I can't be around other people with this kind of energy. <laughs> I have yeah. to reel it in somehow. I have to feel better. 
Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that. And you do do so that that so well. So you were like the, the exhaustion piece, like the frustrating stuck weight piece. You know, I know that, that the exhaustion piece was a real big one for you. And that kind of limits us mm-hmm. in all areas, not wanting to go out. How are you feeling now that you're a couple mm-hmm. months in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, it's a, it's a learning process still for sure. Um, I wish I could say every day feels like uh, you know, sunshine setting, <laughs> rising and setting, right. but, uh, um, I think I've learned a lot about how to listen to my body and how, mm-hmm. you know, when I do start to feel a, like a little off track, it's easier to get back on. Um, it's easier to know where, you know, to identify where I got off if I hadn't put myself to bed consistently. Um, yeah. you know, like summer routines, get things off track. Um, so but in general, I, yeah, the second half of the of my cycle, you know, after ovulation into that luteal phase, for most of the beginning of this year, it was it was like I was tanked. I couldn't even function. I wasn't in a good mood. So that I haven't no, I have not noticed in a, in a couple of solid months. Um, awesome. So that I feel like is huge. That the whole month I feel good. You know, you, you know, you might have some things you notice about yourself that aren't great, but mm-hmm. I can. Pre- I can show up as a fully functioning human. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've learned a lot about my body and how to, how to, how to sleep better. I've got rid of screens through the weekdays and I'm doing, I'm reading a book. Mm. Very <laughs> new tactic. I love I tried. it. <laughs> yeah. So in, I will say it's definitely, you know, not a quick fix, but it's um, feeling a lot better. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, like be the tortoise, like women in general, like you think about we get so caught up in this microwave mentality, but yeah, like in all aspects of life, we know that women need a warm up. <laughs> we need, right. no, we don't <laughs> need things to happen super fast. Like we like things right. to slow and evolve and, you know, we want to, you know, and so I think our bodies really respond that way. So I love hearing that. I love that you're feeling like you have energy and joy now, at least in your entire month and not just, mm-hmm you know, in, in spurts during the first part of your cycle, if you like, how does that impact, you know, your desire to do things, to do things with your partner, to do things in your life, to plan future events? Yeah, that's such a good question because I was starting to plan things for the first two weeks of the month and then get worried about the last two weeks and wonder what I could do. And I noticed, yeah, I haven't been doing that. I'm like, okay, I'll probably feel good. I can, I can bet on feeling good, which is, yeah, a lot more freedom in my body, a lot more Mm -hmm. confidence. Um, and it's just, it's just who doesn't want to feel joyful, you know, and no one wants to feel rigid and worried. Um, so I think that's been a huge change. Um, and I, you know, and I think I've actually started to feel confident over like preparing for the next five to 10 years, knowing that the hormones are going to continue to change. Now I feel like I have some new routines and, um, pillars that'll help me navigate instead of feeling like, Oh my God, am I just going to feel worse? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to hear that. So, okay. So here's my big question then for you. What do you Mm -hmm. think women who are also going through, because this is who's listening, as you know, it's like women who are just like you, just like me are listening Uh to this podcast right now. What do you think they going that as they go through this hormonal shift, what do you think they really need to know if you could share like one key thing for them? Oh, just one. <laughs> um, okay, you can give me a couple. That's fine. <laughs> under um, three, three and under. Yes, I got three, so that's perfect. Um, so, okay. so first of all, don't be afraid to 
to let your body tell you what it needs. You know, this is a time where we're all shifting and changing. So it's okay to shift and change with it. Uh, where I feel like most of us try and like get rigid and, and just do the thing that has always worked. It's okay to, to relax and go with the flow literally and um, let your body tell you what it needs. And that could be reaching out to other women because I think we're too fearful of, of being judged by other women for not having it all together. So that is one, even though it's a few senses. <laughs> I love it. Other, no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> the other one is the number two would be focus on your sleep. Like you would, as you take care of others, you know, what you do for a small child or your pets, um, that sleep is sometimes looked as, you know, like there's so many, it's disrespected in this culture, you know, we'll get sleep if we're dead or other, other minimizing comments. Um, but it's, it's, it's like the, it's the cornerstone for hormone or longevity for your weight, for your skin. Um, it's really important to, to make that a priority for yourself. And thirdly is to eat. Women have been brainwashed that they need less calories, that they don't need to eat as frequently. They skip meals. It, it messes with blood sugar, which also messes with all the hormones that we're trying to balance right now. Yeah. Amazing. So get some support. Don't be afraid to reach out to your friends, to people mm -hmm. to talk about it. We were just talking about this actually before we got on. It's just how yeah. it's challenge. It can feel hard to be vulnerable and share that you don't have all things together. And mm -hmm. yet that is how we learn. That is how we mm -hmm. connect. That is how we, we, we can, we can be struggling with something and it can also be true that we still have our, you know what together. Mm -hmm. We're fine and we're exactly. okay. And we don't need to be considered a mess for that. We're just working on improving a certain area of our lives. Right. Yes. And as women, we tend and befriend. That's what our hormones do. So wow. somehow, <laughs> somehow we have judged each other so strongly, but we are actually actually improve our hormones, our oxytocin when we connect. That's a real study. <laughs> it, I love that. So okay, so just say that again. We tend and befriend. Can you just yeah. say a little bit more about that for people? Yeah, it's um it's something I've learned through my my health coaching studies that oxytocin is released when women connect with each other it act, and mm -hmm. it actually depletes when we, it, it depletes, it's, it goes down when we, when we come apart from each other, that's the feel good hormone. So we actually bring more stress in our body when we push each other away. Um, so I think it's a study that's been called tend and befriend, or it's the outcome that, that, that they've decided after the study yeah. is that women tend tend and be friends. They come together to tend each other. Yes. Well, I love that. Right. And sweet. I feel that too, like just being on our calls together. I always feel really good when I get off. I always feel oh. really, you know, better. And I think, um, so that that's an incredible share. Who knew we were going to get this kind of outcome out of this call. So thank you right? for your expertise. Oh. Oh, so yes. tend to friend, connect right? sisters. Yeah. And sleep right. and eat regularly. Eat, feed yourself. Mm -hmm. Feed yourself because I feed your soul, right? I love that. That's my that's my mission. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much, Kellyanne. I so appreciate mm. you doing this today, and I'm really excited for your energy to keep building and for the future of the impact that you're going to get to have helping other women do this too. Mm. So, thank you thank for you. being here. I'm so happy to have been on. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay. All right, sisters, go out, be more in your life, and not just less on a scale. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you.
you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.